Hello, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. You rate and review my podcast if you like me. And you can follow me on Instagram. It's YesKingOliver. Tati bye. Okay, guys, so now it's time to start day trading and mimicking my trades. So I trade with a large amount each day. And I will be posting in the Telegram group the coin that I'm trading and the time that I'm about to buy and the time that I'm going to sell. So you can mimic me and do exactly what I'm doing. I've done all the work I've grafted for years and I simply tell you what coin and what time. And all you do is press buy and sell. If you want to do it and be part of it, the link is in the description. The link is in the description below. See you there. It's free of charge, by the way. Um, There's nothing to enter. And um, yeah, it's all free. Palm, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Right, I can. You ready to wrap this up? Wrap this off, I mean? Yes, let's do it. Right, so um, as you know, one of the main things that we speak about is meditation. And um, when I was younger, I used to meditate. And then I had my awakening and I stopped meditating in the way that I used to, which was simply lying on my floor and doing nothing but being aware of thought. And hours would pass by. And then I thought meditation to me was simply not thinking. So I'd go back my day and I wouldn't think, and I thought I was meditating. And then I realized that there is a significant difference between sitting down on one spot and meditating and letting your um, your energy just move from the center going outwards and stay static, as I call it, where it can only get further and further away. Like you increase your energy field um, from where you are. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Whereas if you're walking around and not thinking, which is meditation, your energy is constantly moving and dispersing everywhere. And so there's a massive difference between moving around and not thinking and staying grounded in one position and meditating. And the difference between doing that is incredible because it gives your body chance to heal with that energy. Because if the energy is being dispersed everywhere, it's not it's just being wasted. Whereas if you stay still, it's kind of going out, coming back round, going out, coming back round. And your body has a chance to use this pure energy and make change in your body. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And one of the things that's super important is that people don't realize when people are unaware in the state of unconsciousness, you know, we like we tend to gather so many things from our environment, right? So from the people that we spend time with to the things that we consume in terms of eating as well, but also like things that we watch, the music that we listen to, 
even this conversation, you know, everything that we consume affects our system and affects the way that our energy flows. And so if you have blockages, if you have things in your system that are preventing you from preventing your energy from flowing, this is when you start to see, you know, self-limiting beliefs. You start to see um, stiffness in the body. Actually, stiffness in the body is a manifestation of blocked energy. And so the way to actually go into your system and start to get these things moving is exactly that, is meditation. But, you know, it's really, it's really, really interesting because you cannot go in with the intention of, okay, I'm going to go in and clear this out. You have to just sit and let it do its thing. You know, like your body knows exactly what it needs and exactly what it needs to do without you telling it. Like it knows more than you do. So you know, there's this innate wisdom of the body that needs to be respected. So I'm a strong believer in people who wear glasses growing up are going to wear glasses forever. And if you are a young child and you read a lot in your bedroom in bad lighting, then you're going to wear glasses and then you're going to wear glasses for the rest of your life. Right. Um, so my grandma, she is 75 and she reads all the time. She doesn't wear glasses to drive. She doesn't really wear glasses to read. She chooses to because it makes it easier, but she can quite happily read a paper without glasses. And I try to understand how, if my theory is people only get blinder from wearing glasses, why is it my grandma's 75 and she doesn't wear glasses? And I was like, why? And then I realized that our sight is based on lighting to the back of the eye. She is somebody who is always out and about, always traveling, always outdoors, just always moving. So she may read a lot, but she's out, she's moving, she's driving, she's on a plane, she's in different countries. She's getting light to the back of her eye. These days, people, our modern society, we are in an office all day, in dark, fake light, reading. We come home and it's dark, we read. We're never really outdoors in natural light most people are indoors in a building and it's dark and it's shitty light and so people can't see and now their eyes are getting weaker because they're now not getting light to the back of their eye and so i realized that my grandma can see because she gets light to the back of her eye and so when i thought to myself kids who are always reading indoors wearing glasses their eyes are just simply giving up their eyes are a muscle and our eyes are giving up because now the, the 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 glass lens is simply doing the work. So their eyes are not having to learn to refocus and then look far away and look close and look far away. And I believe that I would be able to heal somebody's eyesight purely by understanding how the eye works. So when you when a when a medic sees you unconscious, certainly do is they'll put a light in your eye and see if your eye is moving. So if your eye is responding to light, that tells you that your eye can respond to light. And if you reverse why your eye can't see, hence for wearing glasses, which is because of bad lighting, then you can reverse it by simply using lighting techniques and looking far, looking close, looking far, looking close to wake your eye up, basically. And this all comes down to self-healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a really, really interesting topic. I'm really glad you brought this up, actually, because your eyesight and the use of glasses is is purely psychological. You know, what you said at the end there is absolutely correct, right? Your eyes are just a muscle. 
if you start to use them, if you start to use them beyond looking just your looking at just your phone in your hand, then of course they'll get stronger, right? And the use of glasses is exactly that. If you use glasses all the time, your eyes will over time get weaker because they're not doing that work by themselves. And actually something that you said at the beginning, um, you know, reading in the dark, we think that's such a bad thing, but it's actually not. It's actually good for your eyes because it forces your eyes to do the work. You know, you have to focus more. You have to open up that aperture in your eyes more to take in more light and actually be able to read that. So it forces the mechanisms of the eye to move and to shift and to change. And actually, there's a hospital, an Ayurvedic hospital in India that has a very, very well-known eye treatment program. And one of the first things that they do is they tell you to remove your glasses, even if you wear them all the time. They tell you to remove your glasses and become comfortable with that because one of the things that stops us from seeing is this idea of, I can't see without my glasses. I can't see without my glasses. And so once you take your glasses off, immediately you, you just stop trying, right? You're like, yeah, I can't see, so why should I bother? And you know, it becomes so deeply ingrained in your mind that you actually cannot see. And this is the power of your mind. Anything that you feed it, anything that you tell yourself becomes true. So whether that's something positive or something negative, it will become true. And this is why it's so important, especially, and you know, moving into this topic of like the things that we consume, like I guess coming back to that topic, it's so important, right? Like there's this whole debate, especially in the Western world about are video games harmful? Well, yes, think about all of the ideas that we're feeding these young minds, right? It's like you're feeding violence, you're feeding this, you know, warfare, you're feeding like all of these things. And there's like so many shades to what you're putting into kids, even like, even TV, right? I remember watching my young niece, she was like eight years old at the time, maybe. She was watching uh, Supergirl or, um, or one of those shows and I remember she was super excited to see that you know finally a TV show where women are empowered and then there comes this scene where she kind of like sits down and lets like her male counterpart do do the thing whatever it was and I literally watched this little girl wilt and I was like what are we feeding our children you know and and then we look at inequality in society and this is exactly where it comes from it comes from media it comes from these popularized ideas of what men and women should be gender roles and all of those things and it I mean it's basically like we're feeding the cycle ourselves whereas uh, one part of society will say oh you know break free but we're the ones who are doing it to ourselves I can't believe that I've just worked out exactly why my grandma does can can doesn't wear glasses I've just worked it out you said the opposite to what I was basically saying which is reading is why people go blind and i've just suddenly become aware that it's not the reading that does it it's the fact that as soon as their eyes get a little tired whether it's because of bad lighting or because they're the writing's too small or because they're just tired that at that point is where you'd normally put glasses on or get your eyes tested and then be given glasses and it's at that point where you start wearing the glasses that your eyes give up meaning moving forward from that point you now are going to find it hard to see and obviously when you find it hard to see first thing you do is wear your glasses so that's why my grandma is 75 has read her whole life but doesn't wear glasses because you're telling me that her eyes are actually strengthening 
through having to focus on small words and at the same time because she's not just reading at a close range all the time she's actually looking far that mm -hmm. her eyes are going backwards and forwards backwards and forwards she's getting light to the back of her eye and it's because of people wearing glasses that their eyes weaken from that point so it's the glasses that make people blind not reading and not even necessarily as you're saying reading in the dark because as you say your eyes have to focus on the writing even more it's purely the glasses and if you don't get that range of distance sight and close-up sight then that could obviously make your eyes weaken over time but it's what you're saying to me it's the glasses as i've always known is the actual mm -hmm. issue not necessarily the reading so that is absolutely incredible what you've just said because i've i've narrowed it down um and i'm a i i don't believe in people wearing sunglasses outdoors because yeah the eye the light might be in the back of your eye so fucking what don't look at the sun like why do you have to wear sunglasses you know apart from it looking good really your eyes can't adapt to sunlight in the natural way if you're using a man-made way to do it and so now every time you go out in the sun your eyes aren't used to that light so now you wear glasses and it's just a vicious circle really because you now have to always wear glasses like if you wear sunscreen all the time your skin's never going to adapt to sun because you're always wearing sunscreen and you're going to burn and then you're going to confirm to yourself oh i should have wore sun cream because now i'm going to burn you know what i mean yeah and and i notice that we do this in all spheres i mean even with a little cold okay i'm going to go take some tylenol or some advil but it's like your immune system has the capability to heal itself and it's the same thing with long-term diseases right like if you take anything, you know, the, the constant intake of drugs and medic medication is what is preventing you from healing naturally. Your body has that capability. It does not shut down after some age. Of course, you know, you need to be, you need to really focus on your self-care more and more as you age, but your body doesn't lose the capability to heal itself. And this is why when I see people like take handfuls of drugs every day, I'm like, you don't need to do this. If you can, if you can moderate your diet, if you can eat the right things at the right times, and you can exercise, you know, go for walks if you're old, right? Run if you're younger, do all the things. If you do that and you sleep at the right times, you get up at the right times, if you do that, you'll be in perfect shape. It doesn't matter if you've had a heart attack once or if you have, if you've been diagnosed with diabetes or whatever it may be, you can heal your body through food because your food is your medicine, right? Like I've been learning more and more about this and like, there's just so much to learn. There's so much that you can do just through, just through something like coconut oil, right? Like you don't need to get expensive skin treatments, just use some coconut oil. Like it just baffles me just the amount of money that people spend on all of these things and the circles that they run in and all the experts they go to like no just go back to basics eat simple foods eat real food go to bed sleep for eight hours and then wake up and go about your life like that's all you need to do like sad guru right he's on a massive campaign right now about getting people to understand the importance of soil right and how the tree is supposed to create say 100 apples and there's 100 apples fall on the floor and then all the nutrients go back into the soil and then the seeds from another apple is fertilized in that soil and the cycle starts again and how we're replenishing 
soil by constantly draining it of its nutrients because they've taken out everything from it and basically using last year's soil right and so now the food has less nutrients in and then we're giving it to our body and now we're getting far like as he said like 90 percent less nutrients in an orange than an orange used to have um say 50 years ago and when you realize that we're all made from earth's minerals and that we've all come from earth and things that have died in earth and how it's just this constant cycle of things die then we eat it and then we die and then the earth eats it and then they shit it out and then you keep we keep that cycle going um uh, by the way when this time um finishes just request to join again and i'll um, accept you okay again okay um and so when you think that our bodies are made up of what we eat and we're always eating the wrong foods our cells are going to malfunction right if we're not giving our body the correct nutrients and like a tree like soil like trees will need soil to have how do you expect the tree to grow fresh juicy apples and so it's mm -hmm. the same thing if you don't give life what it needs it will simply die same as ourselves and i've i proved this theory again with my mum um okay join again okay <clears throat> yeah so i proved this theory of my mum when we go out for dinner she is obsessed with making sure she has decaf coffee after six o'clock because if she has decaf she won't sleep right and i know it's the fact that it's her mind thinking oh i knew they didn't give me decaf coffee now i can't sleep and then by not sleeping she confirms mm -hmm. to herself i knew i shouldn't have had decaf and they didn't give it decaf and now i can't sleep um versus if she sees the decaf man put decaf coffee in her drink and she drinks it she sleeps absolutely fine now i proved my theory that this is bollocks because i changed the decaf coffee in the house I mixed it round with the, the caffeinated coffee and she poured the decaf coffee into the cup, made the tea herself or coffee herself at like eight, nine o'clock and she went to bed at 11 and she slept like a baby, right? So again, it was all in her head, the fact that, you know, she expecting to stay awake because of decaf. Now, I'm not saying that it doesn't do anything to the brain because I do believe that all medicine does have an effect on the body in some form, however, I believe that our brain and our body and our mind has the ability to counteract that effect, to render it useless. So you could take a placebo um, tablet and expect the same results and your body will create the same results. At the same time, you could have a tablet, say, to stop pain, and it will say numb the nervous system to stop the pain. But you can override yourself to believe that it's not going to do anything and you will still feel pain. So it basically all comes down to the mind creating what it wants to hear and counteracting what it doesn't want in the body aka if you have a disease and you don't want the disease in your body then you can basically say get the fuck out of here and expect it to go and find reasons that it's gone at the same time you can create the disease and confirm to yourself that it was here it's the same thing basically yeah absolutely there's so much here that you said that i want to touch on <laughs> So there was actually this one TED talk. Um, I think I mentioned it once before when we were chatting and I still don't know what the name is and I still don't know who, who, who said it, but the gist of it was that, so the guy created this, this AI, right? So basically, and it was this feedback loop, right? Like the AI sees what's put in front of it and it also has these ideas of what it is seeing. 
Okay, so what he did, um, he was a, a researcher, what he did is he programmed into the AI to be predisposed to see dogs everywhere. And so, and so then it looks at this scene of, of just like a, a corporate kind of environment, like outside, right? So it's like buildings, people walking with briefcases, like everyone's going to work, walking back and forth and all these things, right? Just a normal urban landscape. And it starts to see dogs everywhere, like in buildings, in briefcases, on people's faces, like just everywhere. And this, this thing has been designed to work exactly as the human mind works. And so this is exactly it, right? And it's interesting because I read this in the yoga scriptures all the time is that if, you, if the mind imagines a snake in the rope, it will be unable to see the rope for what it is. It's going to keep on seeing a snake there. And so this essentially is telling us that whatever you feed your mind, whatever ideas that your mind already has, which come from what you are consuming, right? We spoke about this earlier. That's what it's going to create as your reality, right? So if you're feeding your mind positive things and, and not like this fake positive BS of like, oh, you know, it's a sunny day. Like, let's just be happy all the time. Like, no, no, no. Like, like actual real, like good things. Like if you think about food, a positive food would be like, you know, organic vegetables, right? Like this is healthy, not like some boxed frozen stuff. Like this is not what you want to be feeding your system, right? Like if you're feeding yourself these good things, then, you know, your mind becomes lighter, it becomes clearer. These impressions in your mind, they start to go away, right? And I want to touch on this food thing that we spoke about, about eating like fresh food and, and all of that, right? So Ayurveda, which is the ancient science of life, right? So sister science of yoga talks about this, right? And all of us have, we're all made up of a combination of the five elements, right? Which is earth, water, fire, air, and ether or space. And based on your composition of these five elements, this is what you should eat. And this is what, how you should essentially live your life, right? Like based on that, like if you have a lot of fire in your system, you don't want to eat lots of hot food because then you're going to start to lose hair, right? That's what happens when there's a lot of heat in the body. You start to lose hair. You start to get freckles. You start to get white hair. You start to become very irritable very, very quickly. So you want to eat cooling foods, right? So it's like that. The opposites will like, that's what you want to do, right? Like increases like. So there's so much here that, that, you know, and this knowledge is there. It's not like it's hidden knowledge. It is there available for everyone to, to research and to understand and make their lives better. Like the quality of your life, right? Like who wants to go bald at 30? Like not me, right? Like I want to have a full head of hair. And so observing these principles, you can, you can fix all of your health problems. Like I know that sounds absurd, but you can literally, I want you to Google after you listen to this, um, imbalances of the doshas, right? So the D-O-S-H-A is the dosha and that's basically your composition. And so you'll see that extreme imbalances can result in literally every disease you can think of. Like I look at that list and I'm like, this is everything. So, you know, food is everything. Like it's, it's not underrated. It's definitely everything. And so is your mindset. So are you saying that if you have heat inside you, so if you're a hot person all the time, then mm -hmm. you'll lose hair? Like, can you explain that more? Yeah. So essentially, if there's a lot of heat build up in, built up in the system, it starts to manifest, right? The body wants to be cool. It wants to be cooler. And so pitta imbalances. So pitta is the fire dosha. It's basically, it's mostly fire and a little bit of water. 
and this is in your blood, right? The pitta is in your blood and it manifests, I guess you can say, as acidity. So a lot of fire is like highly acidic blood. And so what that does is like it. So essentially what happened to me was that I had a gluten insensitivity and I wasn't really aware of it. And so I had that in my, so I would eat gluten every single day, right? Like that's a normal thing. You eat toast, you eat some burgers, you eat bread, whatever. And so... Howdy. Thanks for listening to my episode. Uh, if you could remember to write and review the episode after you've listened, that'd be fantastic. And also subscribe so when I release a new one, you get a notification. And also, please tell your friends on socials about me podcast. Now I'm going for a poo. I'll be back later. Have a great day and speak to you soon.